0: Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Come on. Come on.
1: Touch
0: city. Let's just stretch our hand and pray for her. Lord, I thank you for Emily. I thank you for uh, the, the gift and the anointing on her life, God, to preach the gospel. I thank you for the calling for the nations in her heart and on her life. I thank you for that. That's just that radical, radical call just to see people fall in love with you, Jesus. There's no one better to talk about Jesus tonight because she just is called to this one message. It all points to Jesus, and I thank you for that. So tonight, I ask that we would fall more in love with you, Jesus, through her words. Holy Spirit, would you glorify Christ through her words tonight? God, would you uh, bring her peace, uh, bring her comfort, would every bunny trail be from heaven, Lord, would you follow what you're saying and what you're doing tonight? But we bless her and we thank you for her. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Emily, take it away.
2: Come on. Thanks, Taylor. That was awesome. Uh, how's it going, guys? I'm so excited. We've got some good stuff in store for you tonight. Um, so I'm just going to pray again because it never hurts to pray too much. So Lord, I just thank you so much for what you want to do tonight, God, and us. we just um, just really take time to talk about Jesus and to talk about um, just falling more in love with you, Jesus, and falling, uh, growing our relationship with you. Lord, I just pray that you would speak to each and every one of our hearts tonight, that we wouldn't see anyone else in the room but you, that we wouldn't feel anyone else in the seat next to us but you, and that we would be able to really focus in and hone in on who you are in our life and what we want you to be. And how can we continue to go deeper with you? And Jesus, I just invite you. I know you're already here, but Lord, we welcome you in this room, God. We just say, come and have your way and do whatever it is that you want to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, So in case you couldn't figure it out, we're talking about Jesus. Um, And so we kind of were praying, we're like, okay, what do we want to do next? And we felt like it was time to kind of shift from the relationship series and start talking about Jesus as we head into uh, Easter in just a couple weeks, which is crazy that it's already Easter of 2019. It's like went by so fast. Um, but the, the reality is, is that coming off of this relationship series, we've talked about dating, we've talked about marriage and community and friends. And, um, but the most important relationship in your life is the relationship that you're going to have with Jesus. Absolutely. And all of your other relationships in your life will be a reflection upon your relationship with Jesus. He is the answer. Let me give you the answer, the, the key, like the catchphrase, the end of the story here. He is the answer to all of your problems. He is the solution. He is everything you've ever looked for in your entire life. And you're like, what do you mean? I've never looked for him. I've looked for all these things. But the reality is, is we were created to desire God. We were created to be in relationship. And we are created to be in relationship with God. And these things that we search for in life are to fill these holes that Jesus was designed to fill that Jesus was designed to fit as this perfect puzzle piece in our life, as our Savior, as our Lord, as our groom. And when we, we get distracted and try to fill it with all of these other things. Um, and I kind of want to start off by sharing just part of my journey uh, with Jesus. And um, I kind of, I've grown up in a Christian home. I've known um, kind of like, I've known who the Lord is most of my life. And, um, but I don't really feel like he became real to me uh, until I was like in high school and I kind of started, you know, like really getting getting more serious about my faith. And when I was in my late teens and early 20s, um, I feel like I went through this phase where every time I tried to call a friend when I was having a problem, uh, nobody would answer. Have you ever had that when you're like, I really just need to talk to somebody right now and nobody picks up the phone and you go through your list and you call all of your favorites and nobody answers the phone. And I feel like I went through this series in my life, where there was like a couple weeks back to back where I was just dealing with some stuff and nobody would answer their dang phone. And I was like mad about it. And I was driving home one day after I had called a bunch of people and nobody answered. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what? I was like, Lord, does nobody love me? Like, why is nobody answering their phone? And God's like, it's because I want to be the one that you run to. It's like, I want to be that when you need something in your life, when you need an answer, when you need to walk through something, I want to be the one that you run to. I was like, Okay, I should have done that, but got it. And so I began to form this habit in my life where anytime that I needed something or when I was going through something hard, I began to, like, form this conscious habit of before I sought, like, counsel and support from my friends, I sought Jesus first. And I hit um, this point in my life a few years later where um, someone really close to me passed away out of the blue. Um... And my first instinct before anything was to run straight to Jesus. And it was like in, in in everything that I walked through in that season, my first response was before I had to talk to a friend, that was I ran straight to Jesus. And I realized that I had formed this habit in my daily life, just going to him in the small or what seemed big at the time, and then when actually all hell broke loose by By habit, by formation, by building that relationship with him, he was the first one I ran to. And the things that Jesus spoke to me in that season and where he met me where I was at was greater than I would have gotten from any friend, from any advice from anybody else. Because Jesus knows my heart and knew me more intimately and knows me more intimately than anyone else in my life. And he was the very person that could be the answer to all of my problems. Um, and, And there was another... This one's a little bit sillier, but uh, I work for Panera, for those of you who don't know. And I was, I don't know if I shouldn't, I don't think, I think it's fine to say this on a a recording, but I fell off a ladder at work because I was being stupid and I stepped incorrectly. And it's on film somewhere. I'll show it to you someday if you really want to see it. And I fell off the top of a ladder and just like straight onto the ground because I stepped wrong and like kicked it out. Yeah, you've seen it. I like accidentally kicked it out from under myself. It was just stupid. I grew up with a dad who's like a fix-it plumber, and I should know how to climb on a ladder. And uh, I fell off of like, I don't know, the top of a five-foot ladder, which is a long fall, and I landed kind of like on my leg. And my first response was to start proclaiming the name of Jesus. And I was like actually excited. And Dominic and I had only been dating for a couple months at this time. And when I called him later, tell him about what happened he's like all panicked and i'm like no but it's great because the first thing i did was start praying to jesus and i was like so excited because my response wasn't to panic and don't get me wrong there's been times in my life where my response has been panic and then i remember to go to jesus that happens but i was so excited that i had been made a conscious effort in my life to put him first to go to him for my needs and then in a moment of crisis my automatic response was to go to jesus And it was just like, it was, I was like so excited. And Dominic's like, are you okay? You just fell off a ladder. And I'm like, yeah, but I went to Jesus. Everything was great. And I was fine. I was a little bruised, but that was it. It wasn't, my pride was probably more hurt than anything else because I was a GM at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, my whole staff just watched me fall off a ladder. Anyways, (laughs) thanks, thanks. (laughs) they're like replaying the video in their heads right now and they're laughing. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, reeling this back in here. um, The point of all of that is to say that like, When we make a conscious effort in our life to pursue Jesus and to pursue relationship with him, it becomes our instinct to to go to him when we need something more than anything else. And in moments where like there's so much chaos or we're stressed out or there's all these things that are going on, the best thing that we can do for ourselves is begin to create um, a habit and a response where we turn to Jesus for everything. And I want to talk a little bit more about why. Like, why do we need Jesus? And some of you in the room tonight are like, oh, I already know why. And some of you are like, need a reminder. And some of you might not have any idea. Um, But tonight is going to be an opportunity for you to meet Jesus. This is an opportunity for you to get right, to put perspective on what your relationship looks like with him. Because like I said before, the best relationship you will ever have in your life is the one that you have with Jesus. Because no uh, marriage, no friendship, no parent relationship, nothing is going to know your heart and know your needs like that of Jesus. And the reality is, is that people um, fall, we all fall short, like the Bible says that. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so if we rely on people to get those needs for us, they're going to let us down. Because Jesus is perfect and they're not. And we are designed to get those needs met through him. Um, and we also need, we need him as our savior, right? Like we, um, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 21, 26, 21 through 26 says, in, starting in verse um, 23, it says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes his sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. So Jesus is not just the answer to your daily problems, to, your, to where you're at in your life. He's actually the answer to all the world's problems. Like, and, I, and if you think of, like, if we can go back to the things and think about, okay, like, when I was in this moment of need, like, what would have been the answer? Like, what did I need that I was trying to get from everywhere else? Or we even think about it in context of the world, and we could go all political and all that stuff. But so many things that we look at, it's like, what if they got those needs that they're trying to get through everything else from Jesus? How differently would the world look today? And we're constantly trying to fill these voids or or make up for our mistakes. But the reality is, the only thing that redeems any of that is the blood of Jesus. Is having Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He is the only way to heaven. In John fourteen. Verses 1 through 7, Jesus is kind of conversing uh, with his disciples, and he's telling them, don't be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. And he's like, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Um, When everything is ready, I'll come for you. And Thomas says to him, and he says, you know the way that I'm going. And as one of his disciples, Thomas says, no, we don't. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you'd really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Jesus is that bridge for us to be reunited with the Father. And when God created man, he did not create us to be separate from him. He didn't create us to fall away. He created us with every intention of being whole and perfect with him in the garden. But the reality is, is he gave us free will because he wanted us to choose. Love is not love when it's forced. Love is not love when it says, you have to love me. Love is love when they say, I love you because I choose to. Of everything in my heart and mind, I choose and I say, I love you. And that's exactly what God did. And we, the reality is, is Adam and Eve and chose, Adam and Eve chose by eating of the apple that they felt like there was something else out there for them other than God. And so because of that, sin entered the world. And so now we need Jesus to bring us back. Jesus was the answer and Jesus, God said, all I want is to be reunited. And because there was this sin that came in between us and God, God's like, I have to send Jesus because he has to come between that and my, ki- my kids and me and bridge the gap of sin so that I can be with them again. He literally laid his life down so that we would have the opportunity to get back to Jesus, to get back to God again. And so he is the answer to building that relationship. He literally says that Jesus... Uh, That last verse, it says, um, or no, in another verse, it says (laughs) uh, that we have been made friends of God. It says that we've been made friends of God, meaning that we are meant to have this intimate friendship, relationship, so that we can be whole. Um, Yeah, thank you, God. And the other thing is that I think a lot of, another thing that's really misconstrued about God or Jesus in society, is that it's this, like, condemnation thing. That people think that, oh, it's, like, they, like, the answer to getting, like, salvation and all that stuff is fear. But the Bible actually says that it was his kindness that leads us to repentance. He doesn't do it from a place of fear. It's not like he's saying, you must follow me. Like, it's none of that. It all goes back to that same thing with choice. Like, if you were forced to be in a relationship with somebody or forced to respond out of a place of fear and worried about what that other person was going to think, that's not a true relationship. Like, that's not how you actually feel because you're responding from a place of being afraid. And in Romans 2, 4, it says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Doesn't this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from sin? And it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance that draws our heart in. And that's what Jesus is. If you look at the life of Jesus, if you watch Uh, And you read in the Bible and you look at how he, the relationship that he walked with his disciples and how he treated people. Everything about him exuded kindness and love and patience. And if he's God in the flesh, then that means that's all of who God is. That means that God is love and patient and kindness and gentleness. And he's faithful. He's good. And so I think when we we start to think like almost this like fear of God, when you look at Jesus, there's nothing about Jesus that exuded anything for us to ever be afraid of. The way he lived his life, the way that he carried himself, the way he demonstrated his heart and his love and response towards people is the very thing that drew people towards him. Yeah, thank you. God. In Romans 5, 6 to 11, it says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for one who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us when we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, we will certainly save us from God's, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. That's the character of who Jesus is. That while we were still sinners, that while we were still messed up and doing things that we shouldn't be and saying things that we shouldn't and treating people wrong and and being treated wrong by people, while we're in the midst of all of that, God says, I chose you. Jesus said, I died for you then, not now. Not after you clean your act up. Not after you get yourself together. Not after you get off drugs. Not after you get off sleeping around. Not after you get off all of this stuff. I, I died for you now. In the midst of that was when I said, I choose you. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the one of the woman uh, in the The woman that was being uh, like uh, whatever adultery, which what the stone. Thank you, one who was being stoned. I was like I'm losing my train of thought. Um, And because Jesus comes and in the moment where she was being condemned and uh, basically going to be executed for making a bad decision, for doing something wrong, Jesus comes and he kneels at her feet, and as the only person who actually would have been worthy of condemning her, did not condemn her. Because Jesus was the only one without sin. And I think so, like, that picture is so incredible to me. Because I just think, like, oh, Lord, like, in the moments that I messed up the most, you met me. And in the moments that I made some of the worst decisions in my whole life, you came in and saved the day. When I was, um, part of my testimonies, I just really, I really didn't know who I was. And despite growing up in, like, a Christian home, I for some reason, thought that I needed to seek love everywhere else and getting attention from guys and elevation in the workplace and all this stuff. And I had made my life such a mess of lies and of things that I had said and was not actually being, and I had like entangled myself so much, I can remember crying out and being like, I do not know how to get out of this. Like I have made such a mess of myself, God, like I don't know what to do. And like, I need you to fix it. And that was, like, all I said. And I was, like, I don't know if that was right, but, God, I just need you to fix it. And he stepped in, and it was, like, I'm not even kidding you guys. These people who had been in my life who were, like, not a good influence and people I shouldn't be hanging out with literally disappeared. Like, literally never saw or heard from them again. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I had to go back and be, like, look at pictures. Like, did that happen? Like, literally gone from my life because God stepped in, and God said, okay, here you go. And it wasn't after I untangled my mess that he said, I'll meet you. He met me in the midst of that, and I continuously would be reminded of this picture of me in a pit. And Jesus was like, here. Like, I don't care how dirty you are. I don't care how long you've been in there. You dug yourself a hole, and I'm going to bring you out of it. And whether you've dug yourself a hole or whether you've walked into one by accident or by unintentional, slow, like, giving into things, Jesus is still there to pick you up. There's nothing that you have ever said or done that will ever turn him away from you. Period. End of story. He will always be there at every turn. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. In Matthew 11:28 28 and 29, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. One of the things I love about this is that the the biggest thing that Jesus did was he came to die for our sins to make us whole with the Father. But he didn't just come to be like, you're clean. See you later. Like, good job. He actually came so that we could walk a better life than we did before we knew him. He came, he, he literally said, take my yoke upon you, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry burdens, and I will give you rest. He didn't say, pick it up and I'll show you how to get there. He's like, no, let me carry that and then we'll get there together. And every one of us in this room are carrying things that we're not supposed to carry. Whether it's the burden you carry for a family member or something that you're dealing with at work or school or whatever it might be, your future, I don't know. But Jesus said, actually, let me carry that for you because I actually didn't design you to carry any burdens. I designed you to walk free. I designed you to walk in freedom. And when Jesus came, it wasn't just so that we could go to heaven, which was absolutely the most important part, but that he also came so that we could live a life of freedom. He also came so that we could walk in relationship with him and experience something that we would never be able to experience outside of him. These things that we try to get through the world, and that's like why people get so like caught into fads and these things that make them feel good or they think they're free and people are all about rebellion because they want to feel free but they're actually putting themselves in more bondage because they're shackling themselves to things that they're not supposed to be shackled to that God is actually saying let me take that from you let me guard your heart let me protect you let me help you make these decisions in your life I will help you walk away from that if you let me but that's the that is the key guys is that one, I had a friend of mine one time years ago that said, God's a gentleman, he knocks. And the thing is, he is not going to force himself on you. You have to let him in. You have to let him into your life. You have to say, okay, yes. He's not, you're not, like I said before, like you're not gonna be forced to do something you don't wanna do. Jesus wants you to want him. He wants you to say, here, like I want to walk with you. I need to take this from you. And in the moments in my life where I start to get burdened and stressed out and start to, like, grasp at things, it's always the moments where I forget to, like, go to Jesus. Like, frequently, this is, I'm totally being real here. This is something I work on every day in my life because frequently my husband goes, I, like, I'm talking to him about something and I'm stressed out. And he's like, so uh, when did you talk to Jesus about that? And then he's like, I actually think you should get off the phone with me and spend some time with Jesus. And I'm like, no, you know, like, I'm like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it's just uh, I'm just being real with you. Attitude problem here, and then I'm like, no, because I know he's right, and I'm mad that I'm like, of course I know this, Emily. How many things that have just stop, okay? Because <laughs> uh, I was like, I know this, and it's almost like I get mad because I'm like, I know better, like Emily Ann, like you know better, like go to Jesus before you call your husband and tell him all your problems, and because he's just gonna tell you to go back to Jesus. Not that he doesn't listen to me, but he knows that the answer to all of my problems is going to Jesus. I can tell you right now, I'm just going to be another real moment here. In marriage, you're going to have arguments. Every argument that we, when we enter into a disagreement, if I come through it from a place of Jesus, how do I respond right now? We don't get into a big argument. When I don't and I come from my flesh and I come from my attitude and defending myself, that's usually when things spiral. And then it's like, wait a minute, Lord, like what are you actually saying right now? And he's like, just listen to him for a minute and you'll figure out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. And then I listen, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> when we respond, like, that's part of why we're supposed to walk through life with him. Life is so much better when you do it with Jesus. When you make decisions about your workplace, your relationships, your arguments, uh, even your food. I'm just going to say that right now. I remember one time years ago, Taylor did a message about, like, eating at McDonald's and, like, being able to good food in our bodies. And it's like, Lord, you know, some days God's going to, I'm not, like, whatever, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were sitting you're like, hmm should I go eat this salad or should I go like eat a bunch of French fries at McDonald's? Like, you know, and this is like a whole like other like rabbit trail, but not that Jesus is opposed to carne asada burritos. But anyways, I'm just saying the point of all of that rabbit trail was like Jesus wants the best thing for our life. And when we begin to include him in everything, you're going to see like an upward trajectory of the things in your life. He doesn't promise that it's going to be perfect, that it's going to be easy, but that he is with you in everything. That he is with you in everything, which means it makes the process of you walking through those things that much easier because you're not doing it on your own. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Um, In Proverbs 4.23, it says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And I wanted to include this because I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about seasons in our life where we, um, you know, maybe we're going through a hard time. And so much of how we respond to situations is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Um, and, And I just think of, like, if we can continue to put, to continue to keep Jesus in our heart and in our mind and continue to make it a point to consciously say, okay, Lord, like, what are you saying about this before I respond from a place? Like, he knows what is in your innermost being. He knows what's in your heart, and he, he's absolutely there to protect and guard it. And it's like if you filter things through him, like, hey, should I make that phone call right now? That person, should I go hang out with these people? Should I do this? When you filter that through that lens, like, it absolutely protects your heart. Because he's going to be like, yeah, that's great. Or... Yeah, you know that wasn't a good idea. You know what happened last time. Let's not do that again. It's like, but I want to. Yeah, but this is what's best for you. Do you have the free will to choose? Absolutely. But Jesus is there to, like, protect that and to be that filter over you to take care of you. So how do we do this? Practically, how do we say, like, how do we continue to build relationship and intimacy with God? I know I've kind of spit a bunch of things out at you tonight, but I kind of want to just bring some basic practicals here. Um so, the first step is accept him as your Lord and Savior. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11 says, Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual, sexual sin, or who worship idols, or commit adultery, or are prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, or thieves, or greeds, or drunkards, or abusive, or cheap people none of these things will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed, you were made holy. You are made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. He, by calling on him, by making Jesus our Lord and Savior, that is what is going to cleanse us. That's what's going to make us whole and help us get to where we were actually designed and created to be. The second thing is practically spend time with him. Spend time with him. And if you're like, what, what, what does that look like? One basic read the word. Get to know Jesus. If you're in like a relationship, what do you get to do? You get to, you get to know them, right? You spend time with them. You want to know about their history, where they come from, what they like, what they don't like. When you read the word of God and you read about it in the Testament and in the Old Testament, the New Testament and Old Testament, Jesus is all over Old Testament, guys. It's not a bunch of laws in Leviticus. <laughs> but you see the character. You see his personality. Spending time with him. Uh, pray. Talk to him like he's your best friend. Be intentional about it. I had this, I went to the, my best friend used to, when she lived out here, went to the Rock Church, and I visited with her one night, and there was this message about, like, the importance of, like, spending time with God, and how we get all distracted, and one of the things that the pastor did was he intentionally left an open chair, and he sat across from it when he did devotional time, so that he, like, intentionally focused on, like, Jesus and made a place for him to come, and I was like, and so I have made a habit where I don't put anything um, in the front seat of my car like, while I'm driving, like, that's some of the time I spend praying with the Lord, and I intentionally don't put anything in the front seat of my car. Uh, sometimes I do, on, on, but I will try to intentionally not do that, because I'm like, okay, Jesus, you're sitting with me right now, let's talk. And you might think that sounds weird, but trust me, you might feel awkward doing it, but nobody's gonna know, but it causes you position a place of, like, actually, like, okay, like, let's dialogue, Lord, like, let's, let's talk. Another thing that's really fun is go on Jesus dates, I've, like, gone out to lunch by myself. I'm serious, I've gone out to lunch by myself, I sit across from an empty table, and I, like, talk to the Lord. But it's, like, I don't really care if anyone else thinks, like, I'm trying to, I'm, like, practicing intentionally, spending time with Jesus and getting to know him, just like I would get to know anybody in any relationship. Next thing is worship. Spend time in worship. Spend time giving him glory. And watch as your heart shifts. And the last one, which is, I have on this, and there's a lot of things, but this is listen when he speaks. This is super important because I think we're really quick to talk God's ear off, but we're not as quick to listen. There's a reason the Bible says to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Because I think that sometimes we think, oh, God's not answering or Jesus isn't listening, I haven't had a response. But when we actually slow down and leave room for him to respond, you'll see that he's actually responding. And it gets you in the habit of listening to God's voice and practicing positioning your heart to a place of, okay, God, what are you really saying right now? And the other thing, last thing I want to say is practice surrender to him when you need it most so that you're already used to giving it over to him when you really need it. And I cannot, like, stress that enough, guys. Like, I cannot imagine what that season of my life had been like if I had not practiced going to God. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Like, it was one of the hardest things I ever walked through, and I was so confused and didn't understand, but it was okay because Jesus was there. Like, and I didn't, it didn't make sense. I don't get it, but Jesus was there. And as I, like, let myself listen to him, so many things just began to fall into place that brought my heart peace, where Jesus spoke to me and brought affirmation and, and healing to my heart in a place that was so broken for so many reasons and, like, not having gotten to amend friendship, and, like, the Lord's like, no, it's okay. Like, you're forgiven. Like, you know, it's okay. And, like, the more that you make it a daily practice in your life to draw on intimacy with him, to make it a place that you run, even in the simple things, like, what shirt should I wear today? Like, he may or may not care, but it's fun to practice that, you know? Because then when those times come, where literally it feels like your earth shatters, the first thing you do is run to him. And then you don't need to make sense of anything else other than all I need right now is Jesus and trust that he's going to make everything else fall into place and make sense. And I feel like there's some of us in the room tonight that are in a place like that where you're like, I do not understand what's happening in my life or I don't know how to make sense of anything But the reality is, is that Jesus is there to make sense of it for you. And it might just be like, let me hold you right now and wait for it to play out. Because we're like this instant satisfaction generation where we're like, give me, give me, give me, instant, Instagram, like all this stuff instantly, instantly. And we sometimes rush past and rush a solution to something. When it's actually like, you know what, if we let Jesus handle that, if I just step back, something better is going to come out of that than if I did. Or it might be that your heart is aching over something and you don't understand. But Jesus wants to come in and bring that answer and that solution for you. He wants to say, let me have that. Let me walk in this life with you. So I just want to take a moment, if everyone can just close your eyes. I want to leave, give room right now to the people who've never given their life to Jesus. And if and if and if you're like I'm in a place where I want to rededicate and like recommit myself, we're going to give room for that as well. But right now I just want to give an opportunity. And if you say that's me and you're like I have not given my life to Jesus, but I want to. If that's you, Then, as every eye is closed and heads are bowed, I want just between you and the Lord. And I'm going to see it because the Bible says, when you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. But if that's you, I just want you to lift a hand right now. And we're going to walk you through that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yeah. It's the best decision you're ever going to make in your life. You can go ahead and put your hands down. Thank you, Jesus.
1: We're all just going to pray. We're all
2: going to pray out loud together because it's not going to hurt anyone. If you'd have prayed, if you've already prayed this. But we're all just going to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you for making me whole again. You are my Lord and the love of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and with your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. God, thank you, God, so much. Like, uh, for those of you who just said that, that is the best decision you're ever going to make in your whole life. Can we just give praise to God for that? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And now I just want to leave room for those of you who are feeling that tug that, like, I've got to get my relationship right with the Lord. Can we just get some sweet tunes in the background, please? Some sweet tunes. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and I just want to leave room. I just feel like this hit some of us tonight where we're like, gosh, like, I, maybe I haven't been walking right. Or maybe I'm, like, in a place where you, need, you really need to go after, like, deepening your relationship or whatever that is. Yeah, I just want to create a place in just between you and the Lord right now. I just want you to say, God, where have I not been pursuing you enough? I say, Jesus, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, that right now, all over the room, that you're meeting hearts exactly where people are at. And just in your own, and just between you and your Lord in the own room, don't worry about what let's. Going else in the room. Don't worry about what's going on with anybody else. Just between you and the Lord, I just want you to begin to speak to Him. To say, Thank you, Jesus, and I'm coming back to you right now. Thank you, Jesus, that even in the areas that I have fallen short, you're still there. no matter how many times I've messed up, you're still there. Yeah, and I just believe that Jesus is just gonna speak to you right now. And I just wanna create an opportunity for you to really just step forward and say, hey, like I'm making a commitment right now to shift things forward in my relationship with Jesus. And in a minute, I'm going to invite you to come up to the front and just come forward and whether you want to get on your knees or on your face or stand and worship, that's up to you. But I feel like there's something when we actually step forward and say, I'm going to make this commitment. And if you've been a Christian a long time, there's no shame in stepping forward again because we can always continue to grow our relationship. We can always let Jesus into a new area. Maybe we didn't let him in before. So I just want to give you a moment and then I'm going to invite you to take a step forward and just say, hey, I'm going to commit to this right now with Jesus.
0: I saw this verse uh, in Song of Solomon where it talks about, it says, catch the foxes before they ruin the vineyard of love. And what it is, is it's those little distractions, those little foxes, those little things of, of either money or, or work or busyness or fear. like you name it, it's nothing that's like salvation shattering it seemingly but it, you've let them come in to like to, to your intimacy, your garden with Jesus and it feels like it's just kind of eaten away to where you look back and say, oh, I feel like it's been so long because I've been so busy. Or because I, I've given into these lies or these fears. I felt like with this call she's making, there's some of you who need to be like, Okay, God, I'm giving up those little foxes, like I'm giving up uh, the busyness. I, I'd rather have you than be than have busyness with work or with school or, or friends. I felt like there's just something about laying down those little things, the little distractions that ruin the vineyard of love, the little, little things that get in and just eat away at your relationship with Christ, right? And I feel like there's almost a call to repentance for I'm sorry for getting too busy, right? I'm sorry for getting too busy, Jesus. I, I put these little things and I said, I know you'll understand. I know you understand, but then weeks go by and I don't feel you anymore. And it's because I've allowed the little things to take over the big things. And I felt like as she's doing this call to just kind of rededicate your life to Christ as well, I felt like also there is that call of like coming forward and just like, God, I am done giving into the little things and I choose you over all those little things that add up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. So if this is hitting home with you tonight, I just want to invite you to come forward and just between you and the Lord and just say this as an act and say conscious act saying I'm stepping out of my seat, God. And I'm saying, I'm giving this to you. And I'm going in wholeheartedly again. Yes, God. And if that's you, I just want to invite you to step forward. There's no judgment. There's no looks, whatever. This is between you and the Lord. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. And We're just going to give you guys a moment together. There's this song that I just heard the Lord saying, I'm not going to sing it for you, but I'm just going to speak it over you. And I just saw this picture, and it just says, like, I see you dressed in white. white. Every wrong made right. You are precious in his sight. And that's each of you right now. God's saying, every wrong has been made right. You are dressed in white. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
0: Thank you, God. Lord, we're sorry. God, we repent right now for all the ways, all the ways we got distracted from from you, Jesus. All the ways we let our fear of money or or family or friends or that relationship, all the ways that we let schoolwork or or drama get in the way. And we forgot our first love. We forgot you, God. And Jesus, we say, we're sorry. We ask right now, you'd forgive us for allowing those little foxes inside of our lives. Those little distractions that have eaten away at our connection, our intimacy with you. We say, we're sorry, God. We're sorry, Lord. Thank you, God. And your own words just start to just say, Jesus, I'm sorry for blank, and you fill it in. I can't pray it for you. You say, God, I'm sorry for, for distracting myself with work or that relationship or that whatever it is. I feel like tonight I see him just freeing and pulling things out of you. And some of you, there's specific people in here. Uh, it's like, I'm sorry for hating myself. I saw the words hating myself. And he said, that is one of the foxes that got in and has been eating away at your connection with me is that you hate yourself. You don't like yourself. You can't forgive yourself. And, he, and he's just saying, you have to get rid of that tonight. You have to let go tonight. Wow, there's a filter. Of, uh, there's a wall of I hate myself. And it's skewing the way you think God looks at you. But he so loves you. Just let go tonight. There's other of you. It's been that. It's like been a chronic pain I see in your body. That has been a wall between uh, you and him as well. It's been hard to focus on him. It's been one of those little foxes. And right now, just say, Jesus, I trust you to heal me.
1: Sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. When the music fades and all is stripped away, and I simply come through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart, and I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. when it's all about you it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord for the thing i made it when it's all about you it's all about you jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the way I made it.
0: We love you, God. Yeah, there's something God's doing right now. If if you're in a... Um, Just stay here, but I want to invite the Crux staff, if you guys are good, go around just start praying and prophesying over people. There's something he's doing right now, and I feel like it's healing, it's restoring, and it's pulling these lies out of our hearts. But uh, but if you can't move, Crux staff, if God's doing some of you, you stay put, okay? But we're just going to let this sit for a little longer. Just pray and minister.
2: Yeah, guys, and it is a little after nine. So if you need to go, please feel free to go. There's no like rush. There's no judgment if you need to leave. um, But you are blessed. You're released if you need to leave. We're just going to continue to allow room for the Lord to minister. Um, You can get up and say hi to a friend. I just ask that you'd be quiet and respectful for those around you still receiving ministry. Um, But I'm just going to pray and cover us as we go. And so, God, I thank you so much for everything that you've done tonight. Jesus, I thank you so much that you reminded us how you're the number one thing in our life how you are the most important and the thing that we value most above all else. And God, I just pray that tonight we would leave changed and stay changed, that we would leave uh, intentionally pursuing you. And so I thank you, God, and I bless them and I bless this family in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so feel free if you need to go. Feel free to hang out, whatever you want to do. Uh, Just respect those around you receiving ministry. And we're just going to continue to let the Lord do what he's going to do.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.